Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm Joe Gaither, joined by my excellent co-host, Lucas Berry. And we're so excited. We're so excited because uh, it's our first show after the NFL draft. Uh, welcome into the Believe in Monsters podcast, uh, hosted uh, by the Lounge Room Network. And man, what a draft it was for our Chicago Bears. Uh, drafting a franchise-saving quarterback, a franchise-changing quarterback, one Justin Fields from the Ohio State University. So uh, safe to say we're all feeling pretty excited here at the Believe in Monsters podcast. Tonight's podcast is sponsored by the official beer of the Chicago Bears, Miller Lite, that I just spilled on myself, but that is a shame. I'll make up for that later. Good evening, Lucas. How's your week going? Bear down, baby. It's just been uh, all rainbows and sunshine since that NFL draft, and I don't know the last time I've said that. Uh, about a Chicago Bears draft. I mean, when when was the last time you felt this positive going into a season, even if, if we know the Bears might not be like, the Bears might not win 10 games this year, and I would still not care. I mean, when when was the last draft you felt this good about? Absolutely. You, you nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed it. it. The Bears could not win 10 games next year. We could potentially miss the playoffs, and I'm still feeling it. excellent because if we have the, we, we have the savior on the horizon, uh, Justin Fields, and, and honestly, uh, in my opinion, we have a pretty nice situation that he's walking into, not necessarily needing to start in week one. I know plenty of my friends uh, across different platforms would love to see Justin Fields starting week one. Some would love to see him starting, what, day th- two or three of training camp. Uh, but uh, I don't want to rush the, the young man because I think he really can be uh, the great hero, the savior, the one to take us to the promised land the one to, 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 to change the narrative in Chicago that uh, Chicago is a quarterback killing city. One Justin Fields. I'm, I'm just, I'm a 12 out of 10. I'm a 12 out of 10, Luke. See, it's not only that though. Like he's, this is a double whammy. If Justin Fields pans out in the NFL, he both breaks the stigma that Ohio state quarterbacks can't play in the NFL. And he also the breaks the Bears Ohio curse, state, which I did. I've seen, I've been watching, all the national analysts on YouTube and stuff. And like, they'll, they'll compliment Justin Fields and they'll just be like, Oh, the fact he's on the bears, he's going to be bad. Like what kind of shit take analysis is that? Like a guy is uber talented, but because he's on a specific team, he's going to be bad. Yeah. Hit me with that logic, please. Well, they just think it's the, the classic bears narrative. Uh, Chicago it, it was David Carr. D- David Carr is the one that said it actually. Yeah. He was just like, Oh, he's yeah, one they, to they, talk. Yeah. They, they don't have a, they've never had a franchise quarterback. And, I, and I'm just like, what, what does that have to do with Justin Fields? Like this is just cause the well, other thing doesn't mean. That, it's exactly the same narrative on the college side that, uh, Oh, you know, Alabama doesn't produce good quarterbacks. Ohio state doesn't produce good quarterbacks. This, that, and the other, just because they never have, but uh, it, all it takes is one to change the narrative. 
and, and and really none of them have anything to do with the other. Really, you you look you look at uh, Justin Fields, you look at Dwayne Haskins, you look at uh, Troy Smith, you look at uh, who else? J T. Terrell JT Pryor. Pryor. Terrell, Terrell Pryor. Pryor. They, they, they they've all done poorly in the NFL, obviously, but um, none of them have anything to do with Justin Fields. I'm just super excited. I I know the kid's got talent. I know the kid has all kinds of abil- athletic ability, and uh. He's everything that I could ever hope for. Where we're at right now, I saw somebody uh, compare. Oh, I'd rather, I'm, I'm glad we did Justin Fields at this point uh, instead of trading for Russell Wilson, given, given what it would take, what it would have taken to trade for Russell Wilson, or even had we have traded for Deshaun Watson prior to uh, these allegations that have been swirling around Deshaun Watson, like, wow, we'd be up, uh, up shit. We'd be up a creek, you know, I'm glad with where we are in the in the stage of the offseason with Justin Fields leading the way for the next 10 years. You know, he might sit one game, five games, seven games, the whole season. I don't know. I think we'll definitely see him next year. I'm expecting that. I kind of – we'll get into how early we see Justin Fields later in this podcast. Lucas – I'm just still over the moon. I can't. I can't come down. Uh, I've been. I've been jittery and joyful uh, ever ever since the select. Ever ever since actually, my buddy cut in on the mic and said Chicago's trading up from from twenty to eleven, and I just lost my mind. I, I mean, you probably thought the same thing. We were all feeling. You know, we're seeing the picks fly off the board, and I thought about this the other day. It took a tremendous amount of luck for this to fall in the Bears' favor, and this amount of luck is something I've never seen for my team. My team is known for having the opposite of just being like the worst luck in the world. Aaron Donald going one pick before us. Like that kind of luck is what my franchise is about. But you're telling me that the New York Jets are going with some kid who looks like he's going to junior prom over Justin Fields. Like, yeah, Zach Wilson has a great arm. I feel like he's in the worst situation in this class. The Jets are throwing him to the fire. They don't really have a great roster. They're going to ask him to start right away, and they have no other veteran on there to, like, push him. Not only that, he's going from Utah to, to New York. Like, the New York media will eat him alive and spit him out if he doesn't perform. Well, I, of course, I think that I think I, Zach Wilson is uh, – Everybody, a lot of people have said he did, they believe he's going to be the worst quarterback in the class. I don't necessarily think he, he, he'll be the worst quarterback in the class, but because of the situation that you just alluded to, the quarterback – uh, you're exactly right that I think that he's going to perform poorly and uh, he might get spit out of the league before right. he's even, before he's even ready. Well, let me even rephrase, like just not even just taking a shot at Zach Wilson, because I like Zach Wilson. I think he's a great player and his arm is crazy. Justin Fields there made a whole lot more sense for the jets. A guy who's even keeled proven commodity. I feel like the bust level on Zach Wilson is a lot higher than Justin Fields. I feel like Justin Fields is a very safe NFL pick. At the very least, at the very, very least, say Justin Fields can't, for whatever reason, he can't read an NFL defense. Okay, sure. I'm going to have a guy with a runs a 4-4 playing quarterback and turn him into like a Lamar Jackson light. Worst case scenario, he's, he's running more than he's throwing, and that's that. Um, so, tremendous amount of luck. The Jets take him. You go down the board. Carolina takes a cornerback because they signed Sam Darnold or they traded for Sam Darnold. Denver takes another cornerback because they think they're getting Aaron Rodgers. The Eagles trade up with their arch rival to take. That was crazy. Wide that was receiver. crazy. Yeah. To take arguably wide receiver two in this class. Like, and then just like 
the, that was the guy the Giants wanted, and they leapfrogged him, and then Giants are left with their pants down. They're like, okay, what do we do? The Bears got extremely lucky. Justin Fields should have never fell, and that, whatever. It, it is well, what you it remember is. the uh, I'm happy the, for it. We, we played the mock draft last week uh, right here on the Believe in Monsters podcast, hosted by the Lounge, Net, Lounge Room Network. Uh, and, and, and we did have the Bears end up trading up, uh, but we have to Miami. What, to, to, to Miami. Six. Yeah, exactly. And uh, even at six, the board had to, to, to fall the correct way uh, for, for the Chicago Bears. And, and basically, we had them trading up to six because they, I felt like they needed to get up, up, up ahead of the uh, New England Patriots. And it turns out they did. Uh, and, and, and they did end up getting ahead of the New England Patriots. But only at 11, the Patriots just sat, sat, sat right there with more assets than the Bears and hung out, and they were fine to take Max Jones. Just incredible what ended up happening for the Bears. And uh, you're talking about the luck. Excuse me. I, I was uh, sitting there, and as soon as they traded up, I thought, oh, my gosh, Ryan Pace, you're about to screw this up. You're about to take Mac Jones right here. My, at brother, my, my brother texted me. That's what it was. It's going to be Mac Jones, my man, Mac Jones. At 11, and I'm going to freak the bleep out. Uh, oh, my gosh, I would have lost my mind. I was sitting there in the, uh, in the studio where I, where I work at the radio station that I work in, and we were all watching the draft, and I'm losing my brain. You can see that on my personal Twitter page, and I believe we'll find a way to tweet it from our Twitter page. And what's that at for our Twitter page, Lucas? At Monsters Lounge. At Monsters Lounge. You can, you'll be able to see that video again soon. But I'm basically saying, no, do not draft Mac Jones. Don't draft Elijah Fair Tucker. Don't draft somebody silly right here. Just go ahead and take the obvious pick, Justin Fields. And, uh, you know, I watched uh, the, the, the photo, or I saw the photos from Justin Fields' second pro day where it was Matt Nagy with Ryan Dude. Day and uh, also Kyle Shanahan right there in that photo in the background. And I thought, oh, my gosh, Kyle Shanahan is going to fuck this up for the Bears and take him at three. And, but uh, but thankfully the, they took Trey Lance, which w- it was kind of trending that way. Just just nuts how everything fell just perfectly, and right. it, it it works out too good to be true for the Bears to uh, go from from Justin Fields to Tevin Jenkins in the second round. You get two players that are arguably top twenty players, arguably players that you were you know both players you were after, obviously, but you probably were thinking you probably had to choose between one or the other in the first round. And uh, you end up getting them both. Just a marvelous first two rounds for the Chicago Bears. And things are looking up uh, for our Chicago Bears. Right. And we kind of alluded to this earlier. You know, you you mentioned Deshaun Watson, who I personally think Justin Fields reminds me. I think he reminds me a lot of Deshaun, like what Deshaun Watson is. I agree. Justin Fields could be. That is, he's faster. He's a faster, more perhaps. Perhaps Justin Fields can learn to respect the ladies off the field. Learn right. from your from your man Deshaun what, Watson's mistake. What I was going but to bring, say bring what to you're you. going to bring on the field. Would would you? Do you think the last four years of Trubisky were worth it to get Justin Fields, or would you have rather had Deshaun Watson in that draft? Oh, in 2018, oh, we might oh. win this. In 2018, that's probably a Super Bowl team with Sean Watson, but it's not guaranteed. But then now you deal with the backlash. And yeah, true. If Sean Watson was on the Bears right now, the Bears would be getting shredded. Nobody cares about the Texans football team. If this was the uh, Bears, they would yes, be getting 
trampled by the media. He would if already be on the uh, NFL commissioner's list, which I don't think he is right now. He would already be on the commissioner's list. He would be, uh, yeah, he, he would be really uh, torn up in the media. I want to be careful about my, my metaphors. He would be really torn up about in the media there. Uh, if he played in Chicago, a major market. Uh, no, yeah, you, you tell me, are the last four years of Trubisky worth it to get Justin Fields? Uh, right now, I feel yes. I feel like, yes, give me, give me Justin Fields and give me the, give, I mean, the last four years, of course, there was a lot of lows, but there were some pretty good highs in the last four years. Let's be honest. The right. roller coaster was up and down. Uh, and, and, and so I think I take the last four years to, uh, to feel like where I sit right now today, the Bears might be set at the quarterback position for the next seven to eight. 12, 14 years, depending on how far he can go uh, and depending on how well, you know, the contracts all work out. But, you know, but but you feel good about where you're at, the quarterback position right now. Right. So I guess I, I feel like that's a great poll question, though. So you're telling me four years ago you're taking Trubisky number two overall with knowing this would happen, knowing you'll get Justin Fields today, or would you just take Watson there, knowing what you know today about Watson? Whew. No, yeah, I mean you're you're gonna have a lot of people shine away from that poll, but shine away from the Deshaun Watson aspect just because nobody wants to be associated with that as no one should. Uh, but it is an interesting question because you know you tell me I could potentially, possibly, maybe, likely even win win a Super Bowl in 2018. I think I might be down for that. Oh, that makes it not, tough. That not only that, tough. I think the Bears are competing the past few years as well. I think they're right in the mix with the Packers sure. there every year so it's it's an interesting question i mean but finally you know i just feel like just this huge burden is just off our shoulders of not having this qb like i i don't want to shit on the guy too much but just at that draft i just had this sinking feeling in my heart when we drafted trubisky it was just so it was in philly that year i was there my my brother just saw me like just everything just fell out of my body when we drafted him and i was just like we're not good this is not good let's well, i tell you my you know my my wife likes to tell the story that the, the night we drafted trubisky i was head in my hands thinking oh my god what did we just do this is terrible this is awful and then i put on some of his college tape late late that evening and uh and thought okay there's a lot here that we can work with and if this guy pans out then great and pretty much ever since then i was on board but that first night i was uh not feeling good much different uh, reaction from the first night. It, as soon as we, well, really, as soon as I got settled in at the at the radio station, well, Luke, you'll love the story. I was in the microphone chanting, "Justin Field, Justin Field, Justin." Lo, uh, while while my other uh, people were, were were carrying on with the rest of their show, we even had a caller call in and said, "Somebody whispering into the microphone." And lo and behold, uh, it was the uh, coworker said, "Oh, the Bears are trading up." And I just lost it. I had a much, much, much different feeling uh, four years later drafting Justin Fields than uh, selecting Mitchell Trubisky. Were you on the air when they drafted him, like, going nuts? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I pushed the microphone away so it wouldn't be as loud. But I stood up, and I was, like, kind of by the back wall watching the TV, just losing my brain. Uh, we did cut away for just a minute just to hear the Roger, Roger, uh, not Roger Goodell, but the uh, the fellow that they had announcing the pick. Who I can't even think of now, but it, it, he was taking as... forever. He was taking so long. <laughs> I was just like, well, this guy, well, he spit this out, dude. Like, 
And then he goes, and then he goes, my Chicago Bears. And I got emotional because I knew what was coming right then. I was like, yes, the hero. Well, what happened was, what had happened was, as soon as they ended up trading up at 11, I'm thinking, well, don't mess it up. They show Matt Jones. He's looking at his phone. I was thinking, not you, dude. Not on your phone. Get off your phone. And then they show the Justin Field living room, and he was out of the living room. And I knew it was over right then. I knew that they had selected Justin Fields as soon as they showed the picture without uh, with him out of the living room. Yeah, there's a there's a lot a lot of people making like not like kind of a big deal that he had no emotion. I'm just like, it's uh this this kid's gonna be unflappable like you just know the Chicago won't be too much for him. Like he just has that. He just has that kind of look like you can't phase me, which is great. You know, he's not going to throw a pick and, and be scared to go out there and throw the rock again. It, I, I love that. You know, the moment won't be too big for him. Um, I, well, I just, why don't you roll into a, I mean, we, we're, we fawned over Justin Fields. Right, well, jump well here. I, I want to segue into something else from here. So go ahead. We, we take Justin Fields with our number, number one pick. Uh, 11 overall trade with Giants. Um, what are the Bears? Does this signify that the Bears are in a rebuild? So I was looking. Next year, the Bears have 39 free agents, right? Mm-hmm. Are they one foot in, one foot out of the door? You know, with Rodgers leaving, that division's wide open. A 9-8 and eight record probably wins that division without Rodgers there. I, the Packers don't scare me without Rodgers. I don't think the Bears... The Bears are going to struggle to win 10 games this year, I think. Their schedule is very hard. The Vikings and Lions kind of just are there. Um, I mean, is this a rebuild? Is is Ryan Pace trying to make the playoffs this year? Is he coming back next year? I don't think they could make this pick unless he was coming back next year. I think him and Nagy are safe for at least two years. Put that in the bank, whatever. Are they in a rebuild, though? Because they can... I kind of like the fact they have so many free agents because they can just structure their team how they want to around Justin Field and get rid of some of these old aging contracts, which, I mean, you're already starting to see that a little bit. Unfortunately, they got rid of Fuller, but again, wrong side of 30. You're going to see a lot yeah. more players like that go. You're going to see Akeem Hicks go eventually, and you're seeing them bring in tons of offensive players. You're seeing them bring in speed. You're seeing them bring in linemen. Has something just, somebody smacked Ryan Pace in the head and told him this is the modern NFL, and he's finally realizing Oh, I hope so. I, I hope that I Matt just throw Nagy a lot at like, you. Are you seeing? No, no. I, I I hope that you know the first thing was uh kind of Ryan Pace and whether we're rebuilding with the thirty nine with the thirty nine uh guys on one year or on the last years of their deal. I think that's the thing. I think because you uh incentivize the whole roster pretty much. I mean, obviously some guys are 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 going to be sick no matter what. But 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 out of those thirty nine guys, we're on last year's our deal. We got to go for it. We got to. uh be all in or, or, or we got to prove it to, to get that extension. And I think that's a great way to be. And uh, I, I, I also like the, the direction and pretty much golly, all the receivers they brought in have run four threes or less pretty much across the board. Uh, just insane amount of speed. And uh, I, I think that matches what Justin Fields can do, throwing the ball down the field uh, and, and really getting out there and, and stressing the defense at every level, I, I think is, is very important. Um, I'm I'm excited about the direction of the team for the first time in a while. You know, I the, the last year and change of Trubisky were hard. I loved Mitchell, as you know, but the last year and change were really hard for me to just get excited about the Bears. I kind of married to just watch. I kind of just hate watch, hate watches. 
as I'm sure a lot of uh, our compatriots did. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about uh, what, what's going to happen getting into preseason, seeing how the roster takes shape and seeing who earns time and, and, and what, what becomes of you know, that fourth, fifth receiver position, I think is going to be really interesting and highly competitive. Uh, sorry, Javon Williams, bye-bye, and maybe even Riley Ridley, even though we, we, we hardly knew you. Uh, so it's going to be exciting to see what happens with our front office. And, for, and, for, and uh, I've always been kind of a pace believer, uh, even to kind of a fault. Uh, I'm but, happy they but, kept him around for this. You yes. Don't land, you don't land Justin Fields without. If they brought in, see, this is the typical Bears thing to do. They would fire Ryan Pace. They would hire someone way more conservative who would have sat there at 20 and probably took Kevin Jenkins, which is no big deal, you know. But Ryan Pace traded up in both rounds, and he got his starting tackle and his starting QB back-to-back. Like, you just... It's a blessing, but it's a curse, and I love the aggressiveness. I will never fault someone for being aggressive. I don't care. He got the quarterback. I'm glad he got a chance to do it again because I think he got it right this time because Matt Nagy is with him to help him guide his decision. Well, and and we'll see. Matt Nagy finally got a chance to uh, really pick his guy. I know a lot of people are like, oh, he picked it last year when he picked the Bulls, and and then he got another crack at it taking Andy Dalton. But but a true pick of this is my my guy. guy he picked his guy off the goodwill rack. Let's 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 be real. Hey, sure, sure, sure. This, this was his chance to say, "This is the guy I want to build my career on. The guy I'm going to hang my hat on." Because really, as a first-time head coach, uh, you walk in, you inherit your biscuit, and you you try to make the best of it of a difficult situation. And then you go out and you 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 hook, get hooked up with a guy you've worked with before, a guy that you've had success with before, uh, and, and now finally you get to. Uh, Pick your own chosen one. Pick your uh, <laughs> pick your pick your blessed child to build your career on, and uh, and 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 to, and to stake your family's fate on. Really, Matt Nagy. So we'll see. Right, but I'm but excited, and I th- I think it's a great guy to put your family's fate on. If you if you said though, it, you know, we got rid of you know the fact that we got rid of Leno makes me feel like this is a small rebuild. You know, I yes, addressing your question whether this is a rebuild or not. I, I, I have dogged Leno a lot in the past in previous instances and just, just in conversations a lot, but he's been a fine tackle, especially for a seventh round. Consistent. Pretty yes, much the most consistent guy on our line. Yes. Uh, not, 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 not dominant ever, you know, a fine player. Sure. Uh, I don't love the move. Go ahead, go ahead and outright cut. Uh, I, I honestly, uh, and, and maybe that's just because I'm just kind of squeamish and conservative. Uh, in that aspect, I don't love that move, just to be fair. Well, Moving Jenkins from right to left, right off the bat, uh, I don't love it. Leno's been fine. I felt like we, we would have been great to keep him around for for one more one more run. Right, and it's like if you want to create cap space, why is Jimmy Graham still on here? You would have saved close to the same amount of money. by cutting Well, Jimmy Graham's a goal line monster. How many, how many, how many goal line touchdowns did he get last year like? Three or four of it of his touchdowns. Oh, dude, I'm not I'm not doubting that. I just think his his contract, like out of everyone, I would have probably chosen him to get get the axe tear. Um, but again, I don't know. Uh, it, it's definitely a risky move cutting Leno, as we said. Um, but that that just goes back to my question. You know, is this a rebuild or are the Bears just kind of trial by fire and still trying to win this year with uh, you know a bunch of young guys starting? 
Well, there's only one way to find out and see what happens in the preseason. But I, but I, but I think that we're, I, I think Pace is going to try to see what happens in those, uh, in those, uh, you know, with, with, with those 39, with those 39 guys who are on the last years of their deal, trying to see who's worth a contract and who's worth not, or who, who's not worth a contract. I, I will say this. The one thing the bears did is they got a lot younger in this draft. I mean, obviously that's obvious, but you know, again, you're getting rid of guys on the wrong side of 30. Now the bears offensive future is, you know, Cody Whitehair, James Daniels, probably Sam Mustafer, maybe Alex bars. And now you bring in Tevin Jenkins, all guys who are under 30 years old. Like that's, you know, your offensive line is young. You have a young quarterback. They're all going to grow together. I love it. No. Do I think the Bears are in a, in a rebuild? No. I think the Bears are trying to make an impact in the division. If you're going to tell me that Justin Fields is your quarterback and the Green Bay Packers are losing uh, Aaron Rodgers in the same offseason, which is still on the table, whether he's still there for one more year or not. It looks like he may not be. That's a double win right there, and you've got to go ahead and, and, and seize the division. Uh, you, you can't let Jordan Love win the division. You can't let uh, freaking Jared Goff win the division or Kirk Cousins. No, 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 no. Th- th- those three quarterbacks are not division-winning quarterbacks. At least let, uh, at least let the Red Rifle Andy Dalton win the division. Or let him and, and, and Justin Fields and, and Nick Foles, whatever whatever combination you got to do to get the get the jobs done, you still got to uh, put a put a winning product out there, even if you are building for a long term future. While you kind of it's kind of a balance, build for a long term future while kind of competing in the present day. Do you think um, Justin Fields kind of influences what Allen Robinson will do moving forward? Do you think Robinson will be? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe convinced to stay and more appease now that the Bears got a guy like Fields back there? I sure hope so. I hope Alan, uh, I hope Allen Robinson feels like he's got a guy who can get him the football a lot more consistently. Right. And a lot and, and, and a lot better places as well. I know a lot of us dogged Allen Robinson for uh, not always coming down with contested catches, uh, which was true, and you got to do that as a as a as a as a number one receiver. But hopefully, Justin Fields will uh, dis- display better ball placement than uh, one Mitchell Trubisky, and maybe make Allen Robinson's life a little easier. Right, and I, I think that makes Pace's decision a lot easier too, um, especially with thirty nine free agents. You're going to want to retain a guy like Allen Robinson over maybe some aging defenders. Like with all that cap room, you're just going to give him probably the amount of money he wants. And I think Pace ultimately will win this fight. And at the end of the day, at the beginning of next year, if he signs Allen Robinson, it's a, that's another feather for Pace's cap, you know, franchising tagging this guy for as much shit as he got for not giving him an extension. If he gives him the extension next year, it won't matter. So I digress. Well, let's, let's, I, let's move on to I, the rest of this class. Sure. So we got Tevin Jenkins, our, our, our big guy from, uh, from Oklahoma State. Uh, drafted as a right tackle, but obviously he's going to get the switch to left uh, pretty quickly with the release of Charles Leno. And uh, Tevin Jenkins, a guy I wanted there at pick number 20, they were able to uh, jump into, the, they were able to jump up a little bit in the second round and pick him up. I think it's a great pick, and it's a pick that uh, really the Bears needed to make as well. Uh, just an attitude, uh, just just to, to bring uh, a new na- a new nasty attitude to the offensive line. I feel like uh, our offensive line may have been lacking in the in the mean department, in the toughness department over the last year and change. Maybe 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 even longer since uh, Kyle Long uh, departed the team. 
uh, all the boys got married and got soft. <laughs> so uh, hopefully Tevin Jenkins will bring that nastiness back into our offensive line. I'm really excited to see what he will do uh, for, for, for David Montgomery, for, for, well, one for, for uh, Andy Dalton to protect him and for David Montgomery to maybe uh, get some life into this running game, uh, something that we severely needed last year. Yeah, uh, this is just a great pick, I think, all around. You know, I know, you know, some of our friends on Twitter were like, oh, you know, you didn't need this guy's great. You didn't need to trade up for him. You could have got a could have got a guy like Jalen Mayfield. I don't want to hear not only is Tevin Jenkins a great player, he brings that attitude that you need up front. And it's you're right. It's something the Bears haven't had since Kyle Long. And they need someone up front that will take pride in not letting their quarterback get dirty. I feel like last year the guys didn't care. Like Foles, Trubisky, whoever was back there, they would be getting hit all day, and the line would just be like, oh, it's, all, it's all good. You guys can have a free pass every now and then. Take your shot. How many times did they, did they miss those twist stunts? The, 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 the defensive tackle twists around the edge. The edge swoops around the defensive tackle, and the, the edge rusher comes in and crushes the quarterback. God, over and over. Yeah, so it's not even like, yeah, it's, you just you have to get pissed off like when your quarterback gets hit. you got to bring attitude to the line and i think the bears did that with both of their linemen picks. larry borm has a lot of that in him too he wants to just drive you into the freaking dirt and spit in your eye like these linemen are nasty and that's that's what the bears needed up front Kevin jenkins and larry borm when you listen to our podcast we would love to have both of you on asap a little shameless plug right here on the lounge room network uh and, I, and i'm excited to see what they both can do uh, like I said, I, it does make me a little nervous to, to go ahead and cut Charles Leno and smooth him from the right to the left side. But uh, in pace, we trust Lord pace. We move on. Uh, Tevin Jenkins. I, I, I think, uh, man, I, I, one of my things is just nastiness and meanness on the offensive line attitude. I just, I'm excited about a guy who, who, who really wants to, uh, to, to get out there and hurt people, put his hands on there and, 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 and play offensive line in the trenches. Hopefully, uh, that will allow them to 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 really get back to uh, making David Montgomery effective. Golly, he always was breaking tackles, but they're three yards in the backfield. He did have that little stretch of games last year where he looked almost unstoppable. I mean, the Bears were playing some really really bad teams, but um, yeah, I, I mean, the the talent is obviously there for Montgomery, but I will die on this hill that you know the the running back is meaningless without an offensive line. Like, I don't care if you have Saquon Barkley. Or you have freaking, I don't know, Tariq Cohen. You need a line for them guys to be successful. They're not, you know, they're not just going to go out there and do it, do it on their own. Um, but to your point about Jenkins going to play left tackle, um, yes, I would have liked to see Leno stay. But I look at what, like what the Buccaneers did last year, and they threw Tristan Wirfs in the fire. He had his growing pains, but with a guy like Tom Brady back there to to kind of push him along and get the best out of him. That Buccaneers line was sick, and that's why they won the Super Bowl. And they started they started him immediately. So there is hope. There is hope, and, and you, you think about a guy like Andy Dalton, who's likely going to be the starting quarterback for our Chicago Bears. Man, he was behind an awful offensive line last year, uh, two years ago. Uh, yeah, two 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 years ago with the Bengals. So he's used to playing behind poor offensive lines. Now, will that spell success? Uh, no, obviously not. You got to have a, a strong offensive line. But maybe uh, Dalton will be able to kind of overcome some of those early season growing pains that you alluded to uh, with Jenkins potential with Jenkins moving from the right to the left hand side. 
Do you see uh, getting into the fifth round pick, uh, Larry Borum? Do you see do you see Borum making an instant impact on this offensive line as well? Uh, you're looking uh, right there in the middle with 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 with, with, with Daniels. With with uh, with white hair with 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 Mustafa with, with you know uh, with bars kind of kind of playing in that mix as well. Like, do you see him getting down the field immediately, or or is he going to have to kind of bide his time and uh, pick pick his spot there, make some movement on on the inside? Did I miss somebody? I don't, I don't think I missed anybody um, right there. I, I don't think he makes uh, an instant impact. I think I, I think the Bears will start the year with a Fetty's playing right tackle. If I'm being honest. Yes, a Fetty. That's what I'm See, if, if I was Ryan Pace, I would have probably kept Leno and put um, Jenkins at right tackle and sat a Fetty behind him. But obviously, yeah. Ryan, Ryan I, I, they drafted, it, it just looks like they drafted Jenkins to play left tackle. So they're just going to start him there immediately, which is fine. I, I hope it works out. You know, you're taking him out of his natural position, though, so you do have to be careful about that. Larry Bormo. Hopefully, we can. We can get him on and ask him about that switch. Go ahead. Right. Um, yeah, honestly, I've, I had to kind of ask. I like football as much as anyone. And when it comes to the offensive line and kind of judging, is this guy right tackle? Is he a left tackle? Can he play guard? Can he play tackle? Blah, blah, blah. I don't have the slightest clue on how they judge that. I, I really don't. So I had to talk to one of my friends who played Lyman his whole life. And he was just telling me for some guys, it's not the hardest switch for a left tackle. You just have to be better in your pass sets and, and have great feet to, to be able to protect. Um, but generally your right tackle, he was telling me is like your, your mauler type guy, um, which is kind of the, the mold of both Orm and Jenkins. So we'll see. I mean, both are phenomenal athletes. That's what they both have in common. They both move exceptionally well. Um, and I think the fact that Jenkins is so athletic will probably help him with that transition. So I'm less worried. Orm, I think will be a depth piece. And my hope for him is that he could probably be a starter on the line in two or three years. But again, with a fifth round pick, I feel like you're kind of throwing darts at a dartboard and kind of hoping it sticks. I mean, obviously Leno started and he was a seventh round pick, so anything is possible. But I do think Borum will need some refining before he's able to get thrown in there. He only allowed two sacks quarterback hits in the last three years at Missouri. Uh, they, they kind of, kind of, Call him a big, big body, uh, good balance, uh, kind of body strength, physical, powerful hands, uh, but, but, you know, kind of slow-footed, lacking in length. So uh, we'll, we'll see if he can kind of get on the field. And uh, they, they call him an offensive guard. So right now you're looking at James Daniels and Cody Whitehair, and you're <laughs> I don't see you getting on the field ahead of either of those two at the moment. I know that uh, Daniels has had his ups and downs with us, but – I think his ups have been really strong. His downs have also been really down. But uh, but 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 I I think the offensive line as it's shaping up is looking to go from a, an area of serious weakness, in my opinion, to an area of you know maybe a passability. <laughs> I I, yeah. I don't I don't want to quite give him a gold star, but but potentially passability. Right. I I think again this goes back to are they rebuilding or not by starting these young guys you are. You're giving them experience now and hoping that they are, you know, a top 15 line next year, which I think is potential with how young they are. Must have further another, another year in his belt. I think, I think that kid can be really good. If he is able to kind of overcome the power rushers, which he seemed to struggle with last year at times, just get some strength, upper body strength. I think must have will be really good for the Bears. Um, 
And then, again, if you don't move Daniels and Whitehair around, I think they're fine in their natural positions. You know, I think that's where Daniels struggled the most. Remember that when they tried to move him around and just wasn't, it wasn't working out. Um, obviously, I think the goal is to get a Fetty out of there. I mean, he is not the long-term answer at right tackle. He played a lot better last year than he played in Seattle, but it still wasn't great. Absolutely, but well, but but would you you would say that you are feeling pretty uh a little better about the offensive line uh after the draft than before maybe or no? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think it's obvious that what Pace was looking for in this draft, he got his franchise QB and he drafted two guys immediately to protect him. He didn't go out and get some linebacker who he's hoping might be a backup to Roquan Smith he's going out to grab two tackles that he's hoping can start for the Bears in the next two years yeah I think that uh I'm feeling great about the direction and so we'll just count that as another area that Ryan Pace addressed and uh hopefully improved if these if these prospects kind of uh pan out and turn into turn out to what we think what the what we think they might be so in the sixth round they also got they, they kind of uh, had a number of picks in the sixth round. They got a Khalil Herbert, uh, running back from Virginia Tech. They got Daz Newsome, uh, wide receiver from North Carolina. Uh, Thomas Gilbert Jr., uh, defensive back from 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 Oregon. Uh, I think that was it. Was that all? The, yeah. And then the, the last picks were in the seventh round. So the, so they got two 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 uh, two skill position guys and a corner in the sixth round. What are we seeing from Daz Newsom and Khalil Herbert, the skill position guys, and can they maybe carve out a role for, for, for our Chicago Bears? Yeah, I think Herbert gets on the field immediately as a kick returner. I mean, I think I, obviously people were sad to see Cordero Patterson go. Sure. Fan favorite. Um, I mean, one of the best returns. How about the ever. Bears? <laughs> one of the best <laughs> return men to ever do it. But the Bears basically try to turn him into something he wasn't and involve him as a running back, which was fun to watch sometimes, but really his main purpose was to return kicks. If you're taking a running back in a sixth round to return kicks and you're paying him pennies on the dollar, great move. I mean, the Bears save cap space there. They're bringing someone else in. Um, and I think this guy can also carve out a role that Damian Williams will probably have this year down the line, being a backup to David Montgomery. Um, because you know, Tariq Cohen is... He, he can't really handle that workload, and he, you're going to see him more played in the slot like we did a couple of years ago. Um, so I like this this move a lot. I think Khalil Herbert, highly underrated. I'm not, again, like I said, not a huge fan of drafting running backs early. Sixth round, great value. I mean, this guy, he lit it up at Virginia Tech, highly underrated. Um, pretty sure he led the ACC in, in total scrimmage yards, kick return yards, receiving yards, rushing yards, whole nine yards. Um, uh, what what do you got on this kid? Well, anytime you know, I, I I like attacking the roster and building the roster in value. And as much as we love Cordell Patterson, he, he come off the field. How about the Bears just doing that little joke? And I think I thought that was great. He didn't add enough on the offensive end to justify being uh you know a lightning a lightning rod in the kick return game and yes he was a lightning rod and he, he turned in he turned in that kick return touchdown against the saints and you know he, he he's been he's been a strong kick returner for us uh but i mean to, to justify a salary like that i i like the idea of attacking the roster uh thinking value wise and a kick returner is not a position where i want to spend a lot of money and if you can get a, a kick return in the sixth round on a sixth round contract 
Uh, I believe it's going to be a four-year deal for, for for anybody after after the first round. Uh, you, so you get them for four years, relatively cheap. And then after the fourth year, you send him, if he's developed into anything, then great. And you sign him for long term. But if not, you send him sayonara, you, you potentially get a comp pick and you draft another kick returner. And, and you just leave that as a position of a place where you save some money. So I like the pick from, from uh, Ryan Pace. And I like the way we attack uh, the roster just from a pure construction standpoint. Right. I think. After this first year, too, I think down the line, this kid will provide a lot of value other than just special teams. I think he can carve out a role as a backup running back. Looks like he has some pretty natural hands catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, really good vision when he runs. I, I really like this guy as a running back, too. And I think moving forward, just adding that one-two punch with Montgomery, you know, you put him in there, you throw Cohen in there sometimes, and you have a nice little rotation uh, of three guys in the backfield. So. so we only had one fumble across his uh, uh, entire college career, across uh, over 500 touches, and actually 57% of his yards in 2020. You you mentioned the uh, all, all the ACC leading all-purpose yards. 57% of those yards came after a contact. So uh, pretty natural gifted runner that you know the Bears might be able to develop into uh, more of a, more of a playmaker. 100%. What are we seeing from Daz Newsom, the, the the kid from uh from from North Carolina? I've got him running a forty yard dash at four five seven, so not particularly fast there. Uh, but 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 uh, so what do, what do we have? Kind of th- thinking about Daz Newsom, four year starter, kind of a slot slot guy. What do you think about what you see from him so far? Yeah, I think the uh, the forty time is definitely misleading. Oh, is he the guy that had the 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 wrong number? He was actually a four three seven. Somebody was reporting it wrong, maybe. Someone, no, he actually did run like a four five something. But his, okay, okay, his game speed is looks well faster than that. I, I mean, he plays much faster than that than his forty time would indicate, which I think is the most important thing. I think he's a he's a fairly decent route runner, really good in the slot. Um, I don't think he was asked to run. A huge variety of routes though at you know unc a lot of those spread offenses in college don't ask you to i think he does have some trouble with some drops but i think i think this kid could it's always a stab in the dark right i think this kid could definitely kind of compete for um kind of that fifth wide receiver position and again another special teams guy he adds a lot of value as a as a punt returner because he's a great athlete kind of really shifty in space so you know, I think he's good um, kind of changing directions and stuff like that. That's why it looks like he's so much faster than his 40 time would indicate. So, again, Bears going with wide receiver upside and a guy who can return punts. So, I think immediately he gets on the field as a punt returner because, let's be real, the Bears always have their guy they send out there for punts, and then whenever they're in the pinch, they're sending Anthony Miller or Tariq Cohen back there. And both those guys are always hurt. You need that guy that is like as good as an athlete as those guys. That's I don't want to say it, but that's more dispensable than that. Sure, uh, the PFF has uh, Daz Newsom as breaking fourteen or more tackles in each of the last three seasons with the North Carolina Tar Heels. So uh, and, and actually winning eleven of his sixteen contested catch opportunities over the last two years with the Tar Heels in the ACC. So uh, a guy that you know in the sixth round, you're just taking stabs at guys, and you're just seeing who you know who might be able to pop for you. Didn't we get Moody in the fifth last last yeah, year? I, I was going to say a lot of this it's, kids, uh, kind of reminds me of Mooney a little bit like he really does kind of 
same kind of issues. Mooney had mm-hmm. trouble with some drops in college. And you want to hear an interesting negative about this fella, Daz Newsom? I've got this written down. Uh, it served a one-game suspension for oversleeping and missing practice. Oh darn! Uh, so I gonna have to clean that up, there, buddy. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, this is definitely like a kind of a gadget player, which we've seen the Bears bringing an influx of them this off season. Um, you know, you you brought in. I mean, you brought you drafted Daz Newsom. You brought in Marquise Goodwin. You just brought in uh, Demetrius Bird. Uh, I mean, the Bears are just loading up on guys who who are great athletes who can fly, and they're really going to be pushing Wims and Ridley for that those last two wide receiver spots. So we'll we'll see what comes of this. And thank God that they are uh, pushing Wims and Ridley because uh, I'm sorry, I have liked what Wims's talent has shown. The first couple of years. Last year was awful. Last year, I just was like, oh, my God, what the hell is he doing out there? And then just emotional. There's an emotional. He and Miller, I, the, the water receiver room, as much as there's a lot of talent in there, there's a lot of uh, gusto and, and emotion as well. And those, those, those guys, you know, uh, Wims, I'm sorry, but you, I'm, I'm glad you're getting pushed. And Ridley, as a six-round pick, to not really ever draft I'm sorry. It's time for you to get pushed as well. And maybe both of you guys get pushed out the door and Daz Newsom's the one to do it. Right. I think a lot of people expected the bears to kind of draft a wide receiver early, which didn't happen. No big deal. But I just think that means they are putting their faith in Anthony Miller this year to play as that number two or even three receiver, depending on how you view Mooney in this offense. Um, and I think they're, they're giving Miller one more chance. They're giving him a golden opportunity. And to all the idiots on Twitter who are saying, oh, we're bringing in Marquise Goodwin and Demetrius Bird, those guys are not going to take Anthony Miller's spot. So just no. stop it. Anthony Miller's on this team, and you can mark my words. I think he's going to – this is – you've heard people say this a million times. I'm saying it for the first time. This is the year this kid's going to break out. I have a really good feeling that the Bears settled whatever, they, whatever beef they have with him, and I think Justin Fields might, might light a fire into this kid's ass to fucking be a great wide receiver for this team. Well, he's had the talent ever since he was drafted. He has had special ability and special talent. It's just been whether he's been dialed in mentally and whether, you know, he's running the right routes. And now hopefully and ideally with a, a higher upside quarterback, potentially Justin Fields can potentially side just a little bit, uh, <laughs> a little bit like uh, our previous quarterback was less able to do and, and adjust to, to, to Miller's kind of uh, innovativeness because I think he could be a really special receiver in this as, league. As Matt Nagy would say, Trubisky had blinders on. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just couldn't side adjust. He couldn't say, oh, well, he released outside. I thought he was going to release inside. You know, just fucking, just, just ball. Just, oh, he released outside. I'm throwing it on over his shoulder, you know. And hopefully, hopefully with, with, with a higher skill level uh, under center, we might not be able to that, say Not only that, just like a, a, a much better athlete. I mean, Trubisky is a great athlete, but he he pales in comparison to Fields. And he it, like with with Miller out there, a guy who's doing improv. Say Fields is out there, kind of scrambling around. Maybe you'll see what they call in the longest yard backyard bullshit. Sure, kind of just fucking run around and and get open. I mean, you've seen Rogers do this a million times. You see Russell yes. do it. Maybe this is the same thing with Fields. You know, he buys some time and. Just like you said, adjust to whatever Miller is doing in his freaking 
in his brain and just hits him when he's open. So we'll yeah, see. I, I, I'd love I'm, to see it. I'm, I don't know. I kind of get the Kyle, Kyle Fuller vibe where, the, you know, he was on the brink of extinction with the Bears and we were just like, he's good, but he's just not it, not fulfilling his potential. And Certainly. We almost, you know, Ryan Pace was like, yeah, we're matching the Packers offer. He's coming back. And thank God they did. Let him go to Green history. Bay. I think, uh, yeah, so I, I think that there could be a Miller resurgence this year, and I think the Bears are putting their faith in him. Um, which, again, coming up in a contract year, we don't know if the Bears are one foot in, one foot out. Give him one more chance. What does it hurt? You're, you're, if you trade him, you're not going to get more than a six-round pick. If he pans out, he's going to be well worth more than that. So Sure, sure. I like the move to keep Miller around one more time today because you weren't able to get what you wanted for him. So right. you just kind of squeeze out that last year and see if uh, a new personnel, uh, even Andy Dalton, you know, might be able to squeeze more out of him than uh, the, the predecessor. That's Lucas, what you're saying, though. I yeah. think Newsom, I think he makes an impact as a punt returner, and I think he has potential to see the field as wide receiver five. We'll see how things go with Wims and Ridley. I, I just don't. The Bears, I don't know how they would bring Ridley back. He has shown absolutely Yeah, No, he hadn't even made a field. He hadn't made a field. Wims, I could see. They have this weird love affair with him, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll discuss it as we go into camp. I, I, would rat, I think Demetrius Bird is a huge sleeper. I mean, he had a solid season last year for the Patriots. Um, we'll see what he's made of. I mean. So we can crack the roster right here in Chicago. What do you know about uh, the last six-round pick? Thomas Graham Jr., cornerback out of Oregon. Uh, he kind of he started 39 games there for for for, for Oregon. Uh, kind of he's, he's 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 kind of a little guy. He's not he's not he's not that big. Oh, what I got him five ten, I believe. Uh, he runs a four four forty. Uh, kind of you know, uh, you know, not anytime you're getting a guy late. And I know defensive back is an area of need for the Bears. I, I feel like maybe you don't feel that way, but I feel like it is. I like Jalen Jalen Johnson, but you got to get uh, more than what Jasmine Trufant playing uh, in place of Kyle Fuller. A middle piece uh, for the Bears and somebody that can turn into a, a long-term member of this defensive backfield. Yeah, I think this is possibly the Bears' best value pick. Um, for a guy, you know, just from, again, I'm not a huge, you know, a guy, I'm not a huge guy that just dives into these random college athletes and, and knows every single one when they're drafted, especially in the later rounds. But from what I've read up on this kid, a lot of people had him, you know, a third or fourth round grade. It sounded like the fact that he took off last year, opted out, really kind of hurt his stock, made him fall down a little bit. And uh, just a lot of analysts, and scouts have just said, there's no way this kid should have been picked in the sixth round. Some, I think PFF had a third-round grade on him. Um, to me, this is, this is the Bears' new Bryce Callahan. I think he will have a chance to fight for a slot cornerback position immediately. And uh, we also have Vildor, who played fairly well down the stretch last year, actually. So we'll see what he's made out of. But I think Thomas Graham has a legitimate shot to start for the Bears immediately. Even coming in, you know, in, in the sixth round, I think he'll get his fair crack at making the, making the roster and starting. 
eight interceptions and 40 pass defenses across yeah. his 40 games. Uh, he, has, he's, he has a nose for the football. Like and A nice little tackler. He, uh, he kind of gets gets off blocks against the run. So, uh, I, I, you know, we'll see what he can turn into. I love hearing you say the next Bryce Callahan because I feel like that's something that has not been really properly replaced. Uh, who who Oh my gosh, uh, who's in the slot? Buster, Buster Screen. Buster Screen, but I can, but just getting torched by Devontae Adams out of the slot over the last right. year, Jane. You know, so, so hopefully that can be a position, you know, where uh, he can make an impact for the Bears. Yeah, we'll see. And I mean, with new, you know, defensive coordinator, um, Desai, you know, Vic Pangio, uh, kind of predecessor, um, you know how important that slot corner is in his defense. Sure. Bryce, Bryce Callahan, I remember. 2018 when Bryce Callahan went out for a few games, the bears got crushed in the slot. Yes. They, they got demolished that they asked their slot corners to do a lot in that defense. And it's because they freeze up their secondary. You know, you're going to have your Eddie Jackson is not going to be at the line of scrimmage as much anymore. Here is Sean Desai. You're going to see him in coverage, making interceptions again, doing what he should be doing. You're not going to see him walk up on the line doing all of this crazy freaking crap. Chuck, Pudu- Chuck Pagan had him doing <laughs> that makes no sense for his skill set. So, um, uh, yeah, this is the Bears have to find a reliable slot corner, whether that's Vildor, Thomas Graham. I I give this kid a fair shot to start for the Bears immediately, or at least push Vildor um, for a position. We'll bear down. Let's see what you got, Thomas Again, Graham. The, the value there though is is tremendous for for what what they're getting out of this kid, and it probably helped that he opted out. So, and and that's how you win in the draft, and that's how you win as a general manager is finding value and not you know not paying four million dollars for a for a, for a kick returner. You know, getting a guy in the draft, drafting a running back later. So this is what you do is Ryan Pace, and I and I love it. This has been a, a great he, week, and he's always done very well at the end of draft, which makes me even more confident that, especially with defensive players, that this is probably a solid pick and could contribute for us immediately. Um, And then we go to our seventh round pick, and it's the same thing. You have this guy, he's a little bit older, I think he's 25 coming out, so he's he's my age, so his rookie deal's up, he's, you know, 28 years old, whatever, 28, 29 years old. Who cares? This guy is, again, last year, you saw how important Eddie Goldman was to this Oof. defense yes you, you they, lose they, him the the unsung hero of the defense clogging up the middle what happens they got gouged so up do? the middle what do you do you you go in the seventh round you get another guy to plug up the middle yes give me that all day and the bears are going to need all the depth they can get moving forward again i keep going back to this i don't think akeem hicks is a long-term answer on this d-line you're going to probably see Bilal nichols get more time going forward he'll probably be the starter next year over Hicks, and then you have Goldman. So you bring in Hunga, who is going to be in this rotational defensive line, and um, you know he's going to have he's going to have one job, but he was pretty good at that in college. Absolutely. You get back to uh, who was the kid that we? Uh, who, who who was the young man that played the same sort of position, but then left us for the Cowboys? Oh my gosh! Uh, just a, a run stuffing nose tackle. He was prior to Eddie Goldman, but uh, but losing Eddie Goldman, opting out last year really hurt the run defense, in my opinion. And so you got to get a guy who Eddie Eddie will be back. Getting getting this fellow Tonga will be. Uh, I th- I think. 
I mean, he's not going to be like a world changer, but but he feels or or helps an adept position uh, that's absolutely necessary in this defense. You got to free up the linebackers uh, and to, to to make plays and make tackles. I think that uh, it's is absolutely an area of need that maybe I didn't consider prior but before this draft. Yeah, I mean. When you're in the seventh round, you're just taking a guy who can fill a position like that. And if you can get a starter in the seventh round or even a rotational player in the seventh round, you got to be thrilled with that. I mean, um, it, I, yeah, there's going to be a lot of overhaul on this Bears um, defense, you know, the, the next few years. You kind of just have to, it's, it's part of the game. You have good players. You're going to replace them and, and move on. So this is how you do it. Again, like you said, cheap talent. You're acquiring them. You can build that offense up if you have some defensive starters you're drafting around six and seven because you're not going to worry about paying free agents um, to do to do jobs like this. Absolutely. Now, Lucas, do you, do we have an ad to read before I have one 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 more big question? I have one more big question to uh, after we we we've hit all the draft picks. We've we've kind of touched on our Justin Fields excitement. I have one more major question, but I think uh, there might be an ad to read on the Believe in Monsters podcast on the Lounge Room Network. That's right. And this ad is brought to you by One Call Technology. So I was sitting here looking at my Verizon bill and I thought, damn, this thing is way too freaking too high. So I reached out to One Call Technology to see if they could help out. They took my bill, ran some analytics, and boom, they saved me 20%. And we're able to upgrade my internet speed also. One Call Technology, the official sponsor of the Lounge Room Network. You can tell them that Lucas and Joe sent you over from the Believe in Monsters podcast on Lounge Room Network. Again, that is the One Call Technology. Go check them out. They will save you a ton of money. I love my faster internet speed thanks to One Call Technology. So go ahead and give them a call and uh, get that faster internet speed, and they can definitely save you some money on your phone bill. Lucas, the, 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 my biggest question, and what has overtaken, in my opinion, Chicago Bears Twitter, in, in, in honestly a positive way. You know, most of the feelings after the draft have been positive and unifying. I think everybody's kind of getting on the same page, feeling the love, bear down, Ryan Pace. But the big question, how soon do we see our new toy? How soon do we see our man, Justin Fields? I remember four years ago thinking, oh, my God, get this mother bleeper Mike Glennon off my mother bleeping field. I, I hate him and his long neck. Get old sit on the sidelines and let my boy Mitchell Trubisky play. And that turned out to be a mistake. That turned out to be, that turned out to be false and fool's gold. Do we throw? Justin Fields in there from day one, starting with the ones preseason. You're right there. Do we wait two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, 10? Do we go the whole season without seeing our shiny new toy? How soon do we see Justin Fields? Yes. I mean, we know that, you know, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace said they want to make this as a Mahomes like situation as possible, which is, is fine. You know, you see how that panned out. I'm not a huge fan of throwing rookie QBs in there immediately. I think it's entirely possible that Justin Fields goes out there and it's actually likely going to happen that Justin Fields goes out there and is just much better than Andy Dalton and Camp. And at that point, you're going to have players talking about the whole nine yards. You just have to resist that urge. I don't... The Bears fan in me wants to see him the selfishness in me wants to see him. 
I don't think the Bears are winning the Super Bowl this year, and I think you have to resist that urge as much as possible. I really do. I again, if Rodgers leaves this division's wide open, yes. I, and and do we think that Andy? Do we think Andy can win it? Yes, I I actually do think Red Rifle. Be, I do, do too. He he played well at the end of last year. I don't care what anybody says. He played. For I Andy think he's still got some ball in him, and with Bill Lazor, he can he might be able to move the football and you, put up you some have points. To, you have to protect him up front. I mean, yes, unless if he goes out there and he's absolutely terrible, though. Yeah, I I would bench him. But if he's out there and he's keeping the Bears in games and not, you know. If he's not if he's not out there, you know, costly turnovers and, and losing them football games, I, I would not bench him. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely ready and confident to go in there. Sure. The pressure the pressure is going to be over Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace's head. It it really depends on if this magical fake contract extension exists. They're going to have no pressure to play him if if that's in place. Which the national media seems to think that the the Bears front office gave Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace permission to trade up, but their possibly jobs are on the line this year. That's not happening. I yeah. Mean, if the Bears front office did not give them, if they gave them permission to draft Justin Fields, to me that means they got at least two more years this season and at least next season here. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's no way the front office just said, oh, yeah, you can have Justin Fields, but if you don't make the playoffs, we're going to fire you. Like, no shot. There is no shot. That would just be stupid. I think that, like I said earlier, though, in, in the show, that I, I, I like Ryan, what Ryan Pace has done. You got to remember how awful, awful, awful the roster was that he took over originally. Now, People- granted, should he have done more? With with the with the rebuild and building that up to competency, yeah, probably so. But he did build the roster up to competency, and with this move to move on from Trubisky, and honestly, I mean, yes, the jury's still out. But I, 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 I say move on from Trubisky successfully so far. So far, uh, he moved on from franchise quarterback, overly expensive Jake Cutler, unsuccessfully. Uh, with 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 Mitchell Trubisky, but the man swung for the fences, and he he rode he rode his guy out uh, with with Trubisky, and, and 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 he had enough balls to say, you know what, this guy he ain't it, and and we, we got to go ahead and let him go, decline the fifth year option, let him go, you know, nothing personal, Mitchell, but 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 bye bye, and uh and bring in Andy Dalton in case he can't get Russell Wilson, in case he I can't get someone in the draft, and but but he but he went with. His his coach identified Justin Fields and just amazing for Ryan Pace. So so yeah, you talk about a secret extension. I sure hope there's a secret extension. I hope that he's got three or four or five years on it because I believe that he is what the Bears need as far as a, a, both a balance of aggressiveness, which you need, but also playing a long game for you know trying to keep us relevant long term. I know a lot of people wanted more from the Bears over the last four years with Trubisky, but you got a division title. You made the playoffs twice. Like, yeah, it, for for having oh a bust, a historic bust at quarterback. Blah, 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 he's terrible. Like the last four years weren't awful. We weren't the Jets. We weren't right. the Jaguars. We weren't the Browns. Like. I like what he's doing, and I hope that he got a uh, this quote-unquote secret extension. And, and you see, the thing about those teams you just named is they keep making the same mistake over and over and over and over again. The whole fire Ryan Pace thing is kind of like 
it it's super crazy to me just because he's one of the youngest GMs in the league, and I feel like he has grown so much in his role over the past few years. Like it, it's evident. I, the roster decisions he's made with players who were like, should he let him go? Is this guy? You know, remember Cam Meredith? Like lets him go. Uh, the dude blows in the out. Like he's been so good with evaluating his own players with injuries, when to when to keep him, when to let him fly. Like. Just his roster decisions have been pretty smart. And then you look at his last two first-round picks, Roquan Smith, Justin Fields. Like, his drafts are getting progressively better. Uh, yes, I, I know he, he... You know, he's learning his lesson. He drafted offensive linemen this year. He didn't look for his small school gem this year. He went with safe picks that are going to help this roster. And I'm seeing more of that every year. Now, some of us might question, oh... Why is Jimmy Graham here? Why is this? Why is that? Again, I said it earlier, but yeah, to your point, Jimmy Graham had what last year? Eight touchdowns, something like that. Like he produced, he was he was a red zone. He, he, he was a red zone offense. threat. Yeah, he was a red zone threat. He gave the the Bears, you know, a scoring option when you got inside the five, which you can't turn your nose down at that. And I know that you know you're not going to agree with everything he does, no matter no matter if he's the best GM or not. You're just not. Uh, I, I know that we want more. Obviously, we all want to go to the Super Bowl. We all want to win divisions. But like you, like like Luke mentioned, he is one of the youngest GMs in the league. And, and yes, he's missed on several of his first round draft picks, but he's hit in a lot of other areas. And he's he, and you're exactly right. He's known how to evaluate medical issues uh, over the course of time. You you look at Bryce Callahan. In, in addition to how you mentioned uh, Cam Meredith, same with all same with our boy Kevin White. You know, let him let him he, all go go on and go. He you know. played he played the Allen Robinson market perfectly. He and Kyle Fuller. He let Robinson test free agency or almost test free agency. Robinson realized that nobody's getting what he got on the franchise tag, and he's sure. Said, well, I'm going to sign this damn franchise tag. So Ryan Pace wins again, put another you feather th- in his cap. You think about the Kyle Fuller deal prior the, the, I mean, obviously it sucks to have him to let him go, but think about the previous transaction of giving him the, uh, what was it? The tender, the, the not, not, not the franchise tag, but the uh, transition, transition tag. tag. Yes. Uh, and, and the Packers tried to make us, make us pay. And, and Ryan Pace said, you know what? I, I, I ain't letting you go to green Bay and we got to match it. And he gave us, what two, three more year good, good seasons uh, of quarterback play. So he's for a young guy who is this is his first time as a GM. Like I, I love the direction of the team, and I'm a guy who I'm not gonna fire. I'm not gonna holler fire this guy, fire that guy because I believe consistency is the key to success. So you you let a guy play out his long term plan and. Yeah, it hasn't resulted in a Super Bowl, but I like the direction we're going in. You're right, and this is the thing. Like, if Ryan, the question about Ryan Pace has never been, can this dude build a defense? His defense, he's always built. His defensive evaluation is top notch. And now, if you're telling me that either he has learned or he's just letting Matt Nagy input who he wants, or he's letting someone, his scouts, Matt Nagy, whoever input for offense more and those guys are putting guys in the offense that are going to make the offense better this whole thing's a growing process if he can put an offense together like he does a defense the bears will win a super bowl sooner than later a hundred percent absolutely 
Lucas, I, uh, I I don't have anything more on the draft, if you unless you do. I got one question for our listeners who have listened tonight, and I, we really appreciate you joining us on the Believe in Monsters podcast right here on the Lounge Room Network. I want to know on our social medias, and Lucas can give that out in just a moment, but I want to know on our social medias, how soon do you expect Justin Fields to make it onto the field in social, uh, on a, a, for the Chicago Bears? And how soon do you want him? I mean, do you, do, you, do you want him to start week one? Do you want him to start week six? Sit all season long? What do you think the best option will be for Justin Fields? Let us know in the comments. Oh, we're going we're gonna to post this on our, on our Twitters. And uh, let us know in the comments or, or, or uh, hit us up on our personal Twitters as well. I know Lucas is at L at Lberry underscore 40, correct? Yes, at Lberry underscore 40. And mine is at Joe Gaither 6 on the Twitter machine. The show's Twitter is at Monsters Lucas? Lounge. At, at Monsters, Monsters Lounge. Lounge. Monsters Lounge. I will, I will remember that for the next week's episode. At Monsters Lounge. So let us know at Monsters Lounge uh, whether you want Justin Fields to go ahead and start week one. I know several of you do. If you want him to start maybe halfway through the season or, or maybe sit all the way out. But uh, it's been awesome talking NFL draft and talking about Justin Fields. And honestly, Luke, I am excited about talking about Justin Fields for the next 10, 15 years. And hopefully, with a uh, little Joe Jr. in the very long, long-term future. Like, I want Justin Fields' legacy to last across generations of Bears fans. So I'm excited about this pick, and I, and I could not be more, uh, more over the moon for, for Ryan Pace and taking Justin Fields to be our new franchise quarterback. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, and I am so excited to be able to go back to Soldier Field this year. I 100% have to go to Chicago and see a game. Didn't they say that they're opening it up 100%? They're oh. And I am so sick of hearing about the Bears moving to Arlington Park. I don't. Why would you move to a snow? No, 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 no. There's something about riding the train into the downtown the lakefront. area. Taking the lakefront, walking through the park. Oh, my. Going through the, the Green Bay Sucks awesome. tunnel. It is a part of the atmosphere. Just smile. Oh, no, don't move from downtown. No, absolutely not. Right. If you're going to do anything, sure, maybe renovate it, maybe make it a little bit bigger. I personally don't even care about the size. I kind of it's like there's not a bad spot there because it's so small. I've sat in the upper tank before and it's like, oh, I can see everything just fine. I'm not sitting with 100,000 other people where I'm just a little speck on top of the freaking lights at the top of the stadium. So for all you complaining about Soldier Field, Shut up. You, we have a gym. It may not be the newest and greatest stadium, but I don't care. I love it. I don't care either. It, it, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's there's unique. Some, it's there's unique. Some, yes. There's something about think, just thinking about the visual of Bears fans throughout the city getting onto the train at different points of the train and everything converging right there at, 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 at the stop right there by, by, by the park. Just, it just, uh, no, don't, 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 don't mess up. Don't, don't mess up something that's just awesome. Just people congregating together, feeling the rush of game day. You're not going to get that moving out into suburbs. No way. Totally agree. And that will take us to the end of our episode today. Thank you for joining us on episode three of the Believe in Monsters podcast. I am your host, Luke Barry, joined by my fellow co-host, Joe Gaither. You can follow him on the Twitter machine at Joe Gaither6. You can follow me at Elberry40. And hopefully, 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 hopefully we have some guests coming on in the near future that are going to be awesome guests. Uh, 
before the podcast. For the gonna show. blow your mind. Uh, yeah, we, we we got connections. We got connect. Have a good one. Chicago Bears. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.